So apparently we need to put a disclaimer out there. Uh, Mike the Jag doesn't care about his picks, folks. <laughs> Ugh. Sound like Kanye. <laughs> George Bush doesn't care about black people. Um, let's get into it quick tonight, and uh, no fucking around. Let's get down to brass tacks, gentlemen. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Copacabana is proud to present the king of the one-liners, Young man. How are you all? I'm glad to be here. Take my wife, please. I take my wife everywhere, but she finds her way home. I said, where do you want to go for your anniversary? She said, I want to go somewhere I've never been before. I said, try the kitchen. Welcome back to Talking Pigskin. I'm your host, Jeremy McKeon, and I'm joined by Johnny Stats, and of course... Mike the Jag, listening to that timeless comedy. And speaking of comedy, get your jokes off, sir. I mean, I don't really have any jokes to make, because when I looked at that game plan, L.A. knew how to beat Dallas. When you look at it, they, they said, we're going to pound the rock as hard as we possibly can... Until that defense crumbles. I'd say 200-yard rushers would account for a, a bit of a crumbling. I, I, I can't disagree with the word you said. Um, That's different. Isn't it, though? Well, let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. It's, it, you gotta, it's kind of weird, eh? And like yeah, I said, I'm not... I'm, you off your balance. You, you did just kind of, whoa, 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 what, what's going on here? You just threw me off. And, and like I've said multiple times to you, it's not that... I'm trying to be a contrarian, um, but you made a great point. You made two great points early. Um, I like how you worded it with L.A. knew how to – they felt they knew how to beat Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, you also said two, two 100-yard rushers, and I, I wanted to pause you right there because I'm looking at my notes, and if you would have told me before the game – that there was two 100-yard rushers in that game, and one of them You would have laughed was, me out of the bunker. Bro, I wouldn't have laughed you out of the bunker. I would have felt like the deli owner in Sopranos... You are speaking shit to me. ...when he's on the phone with Richie April, and he's dumping the garbage on his property, and Richie's saying, Yeah, you know, you have a complaint. It's right on the side of our trucks. You, you're not satisfied? You get your garbage back. You are speaking shit to me. That's what I would have felt like. I would have. You're speaking shit to me. You're gonna, they're gonna have two hundred yard rushers, bro. C.J. Anderson not only outgained uh, Todd Gurley in that game. He out carried him. He out snapped him and probably outplayed him. Like, never mind that C.J. Anderson might have had a game that earned him a contract in 2019. Never mind that. It's crazy that he got cut by three teams. It's crazy to think that what he went through this year, yeah. from Carolina to Denver to being a forgotten man, and then you rush for 100 yards against a stellar NFC defense. But do you know what the only thing more disgusting than that was? Ralph Cifaretto and Tony's sister. Like, do you Janice? think Janice and Ralph was, was more disgusting than Richie April? And Janice? Because they were both pretty gross. I mean, if you look at the connection between the two, you wouldn't think that L.A. would win so handily against a run defense that was stout all year. Okay. You would think to yourself, hey, it's going to be screens, it's going to be drag routes, it's going to be nine routes. Okay, so contrary to what you may have thought based on what you said last week, yeah. Um, I agree with everything you've said so far. My second note is another thing that you just said. It's along the lines of, if you would have told me. So that's that might be a new segment, I think, for next year, that we can exclude certain stats from the game, and then if you would have told me that these were the, these are what the stats were going to be, I would like I would respond with, well, my team's got to win, right? So hear me out now, okay? okay? If you would have told me 
The Dak Prescott goes 20 for 32 for 266, an 8.3 average, one TD, no interception, only one sack, QBR of 83.6, and a QB rating of 99.2. And Goff, in the same game, goes 15 for 28 for only 186, 6.6 average, no TDs, no picks, no sacks, 56.5 QBR, and a 74.4 QBR rating. I would have... Instantly said, advantage Dallas. Mm-hmm. Okay, next thing, kicking game. LA's 3 for 4 in field goals. Dallas is 0 for 0. Now, I mentioned the kicking game to point out the fact that, yes, the, the Rams were 3 for 4, the Cowboys were 0 for 0, but those three field goals kicked by the Rams were all from inside the 25-yard, or the 26-yard line of Dallas. So that means that the red zone defense is getting tough and making three four-point plays. So really, the Rams could have very easily finished with 42 points um, and would have properly or more uh, more so convincingly um, depicted the way that game played out more so than the eight-point win they got. I'm going to exclude... For the time being, time of possession, and I'm going to exclude third down efficiency. Okay? And I'm going to exclude the rushing stats. I'm going to take away really important... Now, hey, 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 okay. hold on. If I'm just... I'm, got it, got it, got it, got it. The other thing that you said to me that is another one of my notes and why I'm glad that we're on the same page here, and it's not that I'm just crazy cowboy fan off my rocker, uh, is that I should have known Dallas was capable of being dominated... Their last formidable road opponent beat them 23 to nothing in Lucas Oil Stadium. I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay? So glad. And now, not only am I doing that right now, but I did that about two weeks ago, and I don't know if it was a dismissive cutoff or just you wanted to get to your point, but you said, yeah, I know they got their asses kicked by the Colts, but they've won two games since then. And I'm still not picking, I think the follow-up was, I'm still not picking them against Seattle. Mm -hmm. Either way, um, let me stick to my notes here. Last week... I made a not a big deal, but I made uh, what I believe to be a formidable point of what I believed Leighton Vander Esch had to do, and what I said he had to do is walk up to that Rams offense and say, "I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems." Okay. And unfortunately for Cowboys Nation, he did not look like Winston Wolf in that game. He was not the problem solver. And to be quite honest, and maybe a little bit overboard, he was much more like, uh... Cranberry juice. It's a natural diuretic. My girlfriend drinks it when she's got a period. What do you get, your period? I'm not saying that Leighton Van Der Esch was on his period. I'm saying that he was chasing all night. That's why I'm calling him Cranberry Juice. Listen, I think that that game against L.A. in L.A. was a little bit too big for him. And I don't, I okay. can't sit here and tell you why. Descri oh, I'll tell you why. Mm. Sh uh, Sean Lee fucking ruined any sort of momentum that they, or uh, continuity on that defense. I don't know why he had so many snaps in that game. Because it, once again, and I, I, and I hate to say this, that some someone out there is going to call this blasphemous. But you know what? It's, it's, I've explained before how big this fall off has been with 50. And it, it's on the tape. Trust the tape. He he played four snaps against the Giants, looked lost in all four of them. He was on the field for two of the four biggest plays in the Seattle game, and then they rightfully took him off the field. All of a sudden in this game, he's taking snaps away from not only Layton, but Jalen. Okay, two guys had 100 yards on the ground, okay? He he couldn't I'm find the whole worst. Why. He couldn't find the whole worst in a 13-year-old virgin. Yeah. So the problem there is, is when you're running the Yuck. football at absolute will, well then edit it out. If you're running the football at absolute will, and 50 cannot find the A, B, or C gap in which the so runner is running? Okay, so that, once again, thanks for proving my point, that's why I'm wondering why the fuck he was in the game. So we More than he had been the last three weeks. We're just agreeing. Okay. Because the Cowboys live and die by doing what the Cowboys do. Yeah, that's a great way of putting that, Johnny. I agree with that 100%. Now, pardon the pun, but LA ran the ball down Dallas's throat all night long. That escalated quickly. What's the pun? The, uh, rammed. LA rammed the ball down Dallas's throat. That was pretty clever. <clears throat> so anyways, Cunty Mike just came out to play. Um, 
Let's see if he can keep his mouth shut for long enough for me to get through this. Good luck. So, all that talk, and they lost by eight points. They were out first down 19 to 30. Uh, third down efficiency, they were, Dallas was 1 for 10. The Rams were 5 for 11. 2 for 2 on fourth down efficiency were the Rams. Cowboys somehow were 3 for 4. Uh, total plays, Rams had 21 more and only one more possession. Uh, total drives were 8 to 9. So only one more uh, drive for the Rams, but yet they ran 21 more plays. They had 151 more total yards. I detailed earlier how Dallas had a much more efficient passing game, and you could even argue Dak Prescott had a better game than Goff. Doesn't matter when you're outgained 50 to 273 on the ground. Yuck. That's disgusting. Yeah. I'm going to play If You Told Me Again. If you told me that Robert Woods has six catches for 69 yards, Cooks, four for 65, Higby, two for 30, and Reynolds, one for 19, Gurley, two for three yards, I'm thinking, okay, uh, you asked me last week how the uh, Cowboys receivers are going to match up against the Rams DBs and vice versa. If you would have told me Michael Gallup had six receptions for 119 yards on nine targets, Cooper has six for 65, and a 29-yard touchdown. Instantly, I'm thinking, with paired with those Rams receiver numbers, okay, because I'm expecting Zeke to get at least 100 yards rushing, right? Not 20 carries for 47 yards. Once again, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna detail this game because it, I think this game came down to a couple. No, seriously, it no, no, came, no. But what have you done up until this point? I th- I'm going even further. <laughs> I think that this game came down to a couple of five, about five key. Downs or situational football plays where either a decision was made by a coach or a uh, coach's decision was paired with perfect execution and changed the game or lack thereof. As I said, they rammed the ball down the Cowboys' throats. They, from the opening drive, they marched all the way down inside the red zone and until a third and three pressure by Leighton Vanderesh, who, once again, I said I wanted him to be the problem solver wolf. He was more like, for you Game of Thrones fans, Ghost the direwolf because he was absent for the most part, and once again he's a rookie. But when we've relied on him as much as we've we have, that was disturbing to see. Didn't Ghost save the Starks' butt like multiple times, and then was absent the entire seventh season? Just roll with me here, come on. Uh, and they kicked the field goal, so win for Dallas right off the hop. They after getting marched on all the way, they hold them to three. Then. Dallas goes 7 plays, 71 yards for a touchdown in 3 minutes and 40 seconds. Dak starts 4 for 4, 69 yards and a TD. All, all, all systems go. The next drive, the Rams do the same damn thing. They march it all the way down the field. Red zone defense gets tough. They shut them down. They still got the lead. It's 7-6. I'm thinking, okay, we've done our job. They've out-possession scored us 2-1, to one, but we've, we've, we've got the lead. Come on, offense, build on this. As a fan, I want to see a 14-6 lead in about six minutes. Obviously, that doesn't happen because they want to go a quick four plays, 21 yards in two minutes, and punt that bitch. Okay? Now it's time for Sean McVay to shine. And the play calling is relentlessly good on their end. With the lack of run efficiency on first down for the Cowboys, it was the complete opposite for the Rams. And I think Sean McVay realized this as he also realized that the Cowboys were kind of hanging around where they, when they were being dominated and he put the foot on the, the pedal and put the pedal to the metal and didn't look back really. They then jump out to a 13 and then a 20 to 7 point lead. Tough sledding. Then you get the sack on third and seven from Dak where he was in the grasp of his own player and all I could think about is that Super Bowl where if it was the same ref, Eli is not winning that Super Bowl. Yeah, because he can't throw to, Ty- to David Tyree. Yeah. Right. Now, I don't want to go off about a ref call, but that one was weird. Are you still with me here? Call. You haven't interrupted me yet, so I, I can't be sounding too crazy. Okay? Let's fast forward to halftime after the 
the Rams have their uh, first non-scoring uh, drive when they miss a 64-yard field goal. Okay, 20 to seven at halftime. Cowboys have got to come out and do something, right? Two straight incomplete passes to Zeke on second and third and seven, and they're punting the ball 55 seconds later. That was the end of the game, essentially, right there. But then they strung you along for a little bit more. They had a nine-play, 75-yard touchdown drive, and all of a sudden it's eight-point game again. But my, my, I think my point is, is I think Jason Garrett is a great, great, great coach from Monday to Saturday, and then he's struggling to be a top 15 coach come Sunday between 1 and 4 o'clock. Between four and seven thirty, so on and so forth. There's something that he's not doing then on Sunday afternoon. Fast forward, you know what happened. You all watched the game, and on that third and seven play, when they had the chance to get off the field, all I can hear is my own words in my head. That's why I don't dog on Jeff Heath for every missed tackle. I guess I'm I gotta glad. make jokes at myself I'm instead glad. of you making them at me. I'm glad you said it. <coughs> Where was thirty-eight on third and seven? Well, now see, that's the thing. Uh, that's the only soundbite I had, he but position. he, he didn't miss the tackle. No, he missed the assignment, okay? He missed the assignment because what happened was they crashed down to absolutely sell out on stopping the run, and his job is to have edge responsibility. And what he's doing is peeking in, thinking he can be the hero guy that if somehow C.J. Anderson gets through a pile of 22 guys, or for that matter, about 19 guys, he can be the one to stop him at the other end instead of having his gap control and having his outside eye on Goff the entire time and making a loss for four so that it's fourth and 11 and they have to punt it. And not only that, they still have a timeout in the pocket. And then who knows what happens. Mm -hmm. But another thing that I did skip was, and this was a huge play, was earlier in the game, Sean McVay chose to try to draw the Cowboys offside on a fourth and two. And they didn't jump and then he decided to punt. But then when it was fourth and goal from the one, and he tried to do the same thing, burned a timeout, yep. came out of it, and then decided to run and put that game away. They get to 30. Yeah. If if he goes for that and gets stuffed, totally different game. If he goes for the field goal and gets it, it still might be a totally different game. We're not going to know do you realize how you, it's going to finish out. Do you realize out. that you've broken down 10 different instances? Yeah, you, you, you just yeah. broke down 10 different instances where it could have been a different game. Because because it was an absolute ass-kicking right. in certain aspects of the stat sheet, okay. and they lost by 8. Where did Dallas win on Sunday? They. You can argue in the quarterback matchup. Mm-hmm. You could argue in the cornerback uh, aspect uh, matchup. Mm-hmm. I, I think that our cornerbacks played better than Marcus Peters and Nakeem Tlaib did. Well, I could argue that Jared Goff wasn't really in the game plan. C.J. Anderson and Todd Oh, uh, well, that was very evident. Now Dak, now, Dak had some terrible throws and missed some shit, too. Right. Um... Did you did you say speed this shit up or wrap this shit? Well, hey, this is the last time the Cowboys are being talked about for the next month. Yeah. So, so I'm getting all my thoughts out. And also, well, it's gonna be draft season soon enough. I don't have a first round pick, but I got second through seventh. Um, where was I wrong with anything that I just said? I put extra. I put extra attention. Do you really think that I want to like? No, but where's the lie? Look. I'm not gonna play the what's the what's the PTI thing where they like uh, corrections mistakes omissions you know, yeah, yeah where's yeah, the, but not, tell me spot the lie tell me the lie listen I'm not doing it for lack of fabrication I'm doing it for lack of a desire to argue with you you think there's an argument with anything I said we I'm can just, rest the case right there I'm trying to tell you that I have absolutely no arguments to be made right now because I don't want to argue with you about that game but. But, okay, but you do have an argument from what I assess from that game? No, you pointed out everything that was obvious. Okay, good. I-, I wanted to just know. Are we good? Are we, are we hitting the gavel? 100% we're good. All right. Get out of my sight, you fuck. <laughs> there you go. All right, what game are we hitting next? Well, I like to talk about how Tom Brady is like Mike from the 90s. He's like Magic from the 80s. He's like Bill in the 60s. Except, is that the guy you bet against last week? Except, except, he's done it for two decades, not just one. 
So here's the guy, me, who thought that the guy who's been to seven consecutive eight. AFC Championship, eight. now it's eight. I'm talking about the bet that I made. Oh. Okay. So I decided to, to bet against a guy who up until that point had been there seven times, now going for his eighth. I mean, in the gambling world, they use the term smart money, right? What's, what's smart money? Smart money was on Tom Brady in Foxborough. The money I laid. Easy money. Um... When it's all said and done, it really makes no difference who they play. I don't think it's going to make a difference this well, week. It will this week. Yeah? Yeah. See, see, it's funny, it's funny how that goes, eh? How I, how I was the only guy that picked the Colts, and then I was the only guy that picked the Patriots, and now I'm probably going to be the only guy that picks the Chiefs, and I'm going to be the guy that, that gets the I'm Super Bowl. You wonder why I'm so cunty. You wonder why. You hey, wonder why bro, I'm allowed. The air of You wonder why I can have a fucking the tone. Air of protection, bro, you went two and two. It's incredible. I didn't, and I, I didn't go with Phil. No, you didn't. I didn't say oh, you did. Oh, no, he's said... talking to me. I didn't say oh. you did. No, 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 he's talking to me. He's talking to this. But the thing, guy. but the thing is, though, is <laughs> he's the eyes. How 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 else can I say this? Johnny Fontaine almost no, came no, out. No, but like I don't give a shit about incorrect picks because from my perspective, I can argue Clearly. either. Your I can record argue fucking depicts that. Right. So I can argue either team, and if I'm wrong, hey man. I would change up my tactics and do something different, but I could care less about being wrong. I, 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 it really doesn't bother me. But you don't you don't uh, put any credence in being right and then changing your tone? No, I could care less. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Give a fuck. I'll own it, bro. I just said the smart money was not on Tom Brady, and I made a stupid wager last week. I wouldn't buy Proline, but... Okay. Um... Huh. You just... I'm kind of fucking flabbergasted here. Mm -hmm. I don't know, random drop. <laughs> Johnny, Tom Brady, they're both quarterbacks in that game. I mean, you said that okay, like you said that the Chargers weren't going to play that same six-man, seven-man DB system, and they yeah. came out and that and got torched, and yeah. then tried to switch it up in his own. And Tom's yeah. like, so, "Oh, I, mean, I get to play now." Yeah, so and so, pick so, them apart like so a James fucking. So James White has 15 catches, right? So basically, it was the perfect system. For them to put out against the San Diego Chargers. Now, in, before you started falling asleep earlier, I was trying to get to a point with why I was detailing the Cowboys the way I did. Is their Holy stubbornness God. caused them? Oh, the Patriots' stubbornness yeah. didn't matter. <clears throat> when James White was in the game, they passed eighty percent of the time. When Sonny Michelle was in the game, they, they ran ninety percent of the time. Yeah. When Sonny Michelle and um uh fuck. The other guy, Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead was were yeah. both in the game. They ran ninety six percent of the time. On those runs, they were successful seventy four percent of the time. That's fucking retarded. That same sort of arrogance gives every other one of the thirty one teams that try to emulate the Patriots yeah. false reality, i.e., Scott Linehan's play calling. Yeah, the Cowboys call plays like they have the same line they did last year. They call plays the way you pick games on Saturday, sir. <laughs> way, I tweeted way, you that earlier, but... The that, that I pick games. Well, you pick the same fucking picks as him on Saturday, that's so why, of course. That's why I was owning it. They just... They didn't adapt. As but, well. like... How long have you had that... coaching. How long have you had that Bama hat for? Well, I found it in my trunk. Oh, okay. I think that story's been told. This tale's been told on the podcast before. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. Um, so, see, now I can't, like, it's not even about a pat on the back, but I can't even, like, uh, take solitude in believing what I thought would happen and saying that Joey Bosa and, and Ingram would be neutralized in this game. And mm -hmm. they 100% were. Joey Bosa looked like he had another family cruise coming up. You can take solitude in that if you were the only one who identified that point. That's, that sounds pretty solitary to me. I mean, I thought that those two DNs and Melvin Ingram was all over the place. Well, I also as said that in fact, he was everywhere. As soon as you, but he didn't do anything. As soon as you said that uh, they were gonna switch up that defense, and I said, "Well, we'll watch the Patriots fucking run all over them." Then. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. But did you know the three? These did you know that's the first time in Patriots history that they've scored four touchdowns on the four opening drives of a game? I was more interested in their defense. Did, uh, did, you, you, did you recognize how they adapted? A hundred. There's another name, Flowers. There's a game record. Was a direct quote, and, it, and I'm I have just never, saying though, I, like I have never seen that defensive formation out of New England once this year. 
I forget who said it. It must have been one of the announcers identified well, it's, how... It's horrible. Yeah, so, so, so he says that they basically took from Baltimore's playbook. And at the end of the day, if that's what Baltimore did to shut down San Diego's offense or to give themselves... The first time. L.A., to, to give themselves a great chance. The first I game, mean, right? The first game? Yeah, they adapted what he did, what Baltimore did in game one, not what like they the regular did. right. Okay, yes, the, I didn't know if you meant aspects really of because I mean that Baltimore Chargers game was, I mean, well, it was fucking closer than what it was on the scoreboard than what the game's actuality was, but yeah. at certain point, well, no, you could argue that Baltimore did as much as they could considering how much they were on the field. Speaking about their defense, yeah. they they held them the five field goal or four field goals to start the game, and then. Kept a minute late, got the field goal block. They had another turnover. Yep. They almost had a scoop and score for 100 yards, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yep. So uh, that's why I said I didn't know if you meant the first game or the second game. No, definitely the regular season <laughs> matchup. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, you identify... Type of possession, too, in yeah, that game. Well, 39 minutes. Identify a Belichick stubbornness, but I view it as almost being the exact reverse. Oh, I said I, arrogance. Okay, so then I view it as an adaptability. I don't even view it as an arrogance. They're chameleons. Thank you. I would agree with that completely. And that, that was something I said to Brent the other day. Uh, There's nothing they won't do to win. Forget about... Well, don't forget about it, but put it aside for just a second, those eight straight AFC championship bursts. Just focus on this year and last year. The, the league is so fucking different. Okay? The Patriots squads from last year to this year are so incredibly different. Tom Brady arguably had his best statistical season last season and was, I think you said, 17th in passing this, this season. Yeah. Uh, Gronkowski is a ghost. Uh, you know, like, just different different aspects are just so glaring right. for the, the differences in these teams from year to year, and yet look at where they are. Well, all you got to do is play zone against Tom Brady. It doesn't really matter who he's playing with. I'm going to drop seven and rush four. Tom Brady's going to have a field day. It's basically going to be a field trip for a bunch of seventh graders. Um, you- what my problem is is... When a defense goes up against Tom Brady, it's it's like it's like a box of chocolates. Like you really don't know what you're gonna get. And the fact is, is he'll do whatever you're not doing. If you're in zone, okay, well he's gonna throw zone routes. If you're in man, well they're gonna run nine routes and run past you. He's the he's the check out check in king. Like there's no one. Well, yeah, Peyton Manning was the best, I think. Uh, but now Tom Brady is definitely the best of checking in of checking into better plays and out of the wrong ones based on fronts and adjustments from the defense. I feel like he calls one play in the huddle and then goes to the line of scrimmage and just picks between five other plays at that point in time. You don't think it's just a basic call two and, I don't and think there's go with anything, the first and kill in the second? I don't think there's anything basic about well, Tom Brady in that offense. And I understand yeah, I would, the checks. I would argue that. You think that it's so simple that that's why it's effective? 100%. One hundred percent. It's hard to disagree with that, considering it doesn't matter who's in their lineup. It, it goes they back to what same... I said about the percentages of the personnel and their snaps and how they it didn't matter. Like, well, basketball... like San Diego knew exactly what they're doing based on the personnel by the third mid, like at the very latest mid second quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like I Michelle do, had yeah. three touchdowns in the fucking yeah. in the first eighteen minutes of the game. <laughs> It's like in basketball, you always want players to take high-percentage shots. You always want them to take good shots. Tom Brady makes high-percentage throws and good throws every time the ball leaves his hand. So that kind of efficiency, I mean, unless you're talking about Peyton or Drew, it's unparalleled. Uh, I hope you're not taking what I'm saying the wrong way. That, like, It's not a slight when I say that it's so simple that it's effective. Like, oh, I, I respect the shit out of the, the Patriots. I more so wanted the Patriots to win last year because... It was, it's just, why fight greatness more so than it was a fuck-filthy aspect to it? Um, I thought that it was clucky that Nick Foles was getting to it. And then the way that it, that fucking Super Bowl played out. I've said it too many times to say it again. Um, but yeah, is there is there really, like, <laughs> is there anything else to say about... Uh, Tom Brady, like we didn't even really. No, he's the greatest of all time. We didn't even really need to talk about Kansas City because Pat Mahomes is going to be um, doing this for the next ten years. So he is. It's Rivers just needs to wait ten years until all his kids are old enough to play, and then he's just going to have a team. And then he'll have some support. Yeah. Well, he'll just have a team of Rivers. He'll He'll be out there still throwing at fifty. Team of Rivers, you call him Team Amazon, bud.
I mean, yeah, Tom Brady is a goat. He is, bro. Greatest of all time. So is that joke. So is Bill. So is Belichick. Yeah, like really. I don't think there's an argument any like anymore. The eight, the eight straight AFC Championship berths is arguably like up there with every single streak of all time. Could you argue that the three greatest coaches of all time are all named Bill? Bill Walsh, Bill Belichick. I hope you're thinking Bill Parcells. Big tuna. Okay. Good. And I mean, like, you have to talk about Chuck Noll. You have to talk. You're gonna about, love that book. You have to talk about Tom Landry. You have to talk about Chuck Noll. You have to talk about Tom Landry. I understand that. However, there's well, a case to be made. Don't forget about Lombardi. Well, hey, there's a case to yeah. Run it up the alley. You know, you say Hank Stram too for Kansas City back in the 1960s, but you say Madden too. Well, now, now we're, now we're reaching, pulling. Are we? Are we? Am I reaching at Madden? Is that where you draw it? I, have I don't to, want to take, go. No, no, but I will draw it there. Yeah, he didn't revolutionize the game like the three Bills. Okay, is that a, a good? Do you want to do you want to transition from one quarterback that picks apart his own, like a hobo on a chicken wing, or do you want to go to a different game? I think uh, I think we can move on to another quarterback who picks a meat up. <laughs> okay, so Pat Mahomes is a beast, bro. Now he didn't have any passing TDs in that game, but what he did to that Colts defense was a thing of beauty. I texted you on that one pass where he he identified the open receiver streaking to the right opposite of his momentum. He sees that he's on the left side of the defender flashing in front of him, yeah. and rather than make the generic NFL quarterback pass that gets swatted down and you go on to the next down, he has the presence of mind to sidearm it to the right side of the defender and lead and continue to lead the receiver open and get the first down. He's, like, the, he's the only professional athlete outside of Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders where he's so good it might not be as much fun for him as we think. Oh, it's like, definitely fun for him. He's having the time of his life. I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying that he is so elite and he is so next level that he might say, what's that new song, Thank You, Next? Thank you. Next, he might be. He might just He's be just saying, on to the next that? one. He might be saying like, "What do you have that can challenge me?" I'm not saying he ain't having fun. Any 24 year old in the NFL is having a blast. Sure, but I'm saying that he might be viewing defenses like, "What do you have that I haven't seen, <coughs> and how can you challenge me in a way that I haven't been challenged before?" Because well, these sidearm throws, I mean, challenge accepted, says Bill and Tom. I have a hard time going against. The Patriots, when they've done nothing but make me look silly all year. I can do it on the road. So, you see them going into Kansas City, and you see them being victorious? Uh, no, I, I, I said I can go against the Patriots when they're on the road. So, you take Kansas City at home? A hundred percent, I do. Okay. Um, but that's jumping a little bit ahead. Um, right from the, thir- the first third down of the game in the Chiefs-Colts matchup, um... Wide open pass to Ebron, hits him right in the hands, drops it. Yeah. And instantly, I want, like, it was game over. Three minutes, 90 yards, and five play or in seven plays yeah. or whatever. Well, like, it was just a thing of beauty. Yep. Um, and, and then when it wasn't there, a, a couple drives later, he scrambles and, and dives for the cone. And is like, game set match at halftime. That game was over. Uh, I heard I heard one take that I did not like about added arm strength it takes, um, in the cold and how that could have affected Andrew Luck with the shoulder. I thought we were over the shoulder talk. I really don't know what I saw out of Indianapolis against Kansas City. I don't know what I saw. Did you see just the flame go out on a young team that's been overperforming all season, and then the task got too large, sort of like Cowboys Rams. I see that I do, but I still expected more. I'm more in like, then that's why I'm kind of more, like, I'm glad we didn't record this on Saturday night, and now we're recording it on Tuesday because it probably would have been a different podcast. Um, I'm much more level-headed right now. <laughs> mm. I expected more out of the Colts. I what did I say my lock of the weekend was? Do you guys remember? No. Colts over twelve and a half points first half. How mm-hmm. many did they have? Seven. Mm-hmm. Luckily, off a yeah. block punt. 
Yeah. yeah. You thought it was easy money. That's I right. thought it was easy money. I donated. Yeah. Donated on that. Um, actually, the only ticket that the only parlay that I hit this weekend was the one that I didn't want to. The one that I had to take the Rams with the Chiefs and the Patriots. And then once I did that, I was like, well, I might as well put Filthy on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take Pat Mahomes at home. Why not? Oh, you're going to jinx him. Why not? You're going to jinx my guy. I can just see the little smirk of the fucking side of your face when you did it, too. Why not? Oh, I hate you. They, what? You think it's going to be a double? you got to do it now. Now you have to go KC, because the only time that it works is if all three of us go with it. Don't fuck me. I don't want uh, not See, this is where my respect for the brilliant stops, because I want this to be the first bookmark in the in the chapter of Pat Mahomes' first season is, yeah, knocked off Bill and Tom. Well, if we've ever seen any Star Wars movies, that's not usually how it goes. It's n- I don't know, man. Cue, cue the There's like 12 episodes. We're getting real like heavy on these movie da, 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 references da, da, da. later. Well, Bill and them, because they're... <laughs> like 12 episodes. The, I don't think I've seen half of them. Yeah. I don't know how many episodes there are. So, I'm, I'm going to take Kansas City at home. But We're I making got no, picks I got no for trouble taking New England. Right. I got no trouble doing that either. I've made it very, very clear that you I have the no Chiefs, sir. <laughs> I'll go with KC. Yeah, no, boy. So all three of us got KC. That was that was a weird way of doing that. That was easy and painless. Um, okay, so there's there's a transition point then. Um, were you nervous of your New Orleans pick after fourteen nothing? Not even close to no, being me nervous. Neither. It wasn't it's weird. Wasn't anything to get nervous about? It's the, it's so weird how, like even before the. <laughs> That fucking Sean Payton, man. That that fake punt on your own thirty. I don't know how is puts, just. I don't know how he puts his pants on with ball so big. Same way that he onside kicks to start the second half of the Super Bowl. Two thousand nine against the Indianapolis Colts. You know what I mean? Yep. Is he? Is he's still cut from that same cloth? One hundred percent, he was. Um. <laughs> so despite a first play of the game interception for Drew Brees, he underthrew him. It wasn't even an incredible pick. He was it, and it, it would have been six the other way, or it would have been a touchdown. You're damn right, it, it would have right. been if that ball's a yard a yard ahead. Yes. He made a great play. The he DB, did. oh yes, he but did. that's a DB ball to catch. Um, and not to harp on them too much, but that's where the great DB play ended for the Eagles <laughs> I don't think after harping. the first play of the game. I don't think that's harping on it on it too much. Um, um because he put on a cl- uh, Drew Brees put on a clinic. Well, it's like he makes seven out of ten passes just by putting on shoulder pads. How do you walk onto the field and make seven out of ten passes no matter where you throw the football? You wonder why my head That's got ridiculous. so big when we did what we did to them back in week 12 or whatever it was? Yeah. That kind right. of propelled the playoff charge? Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I bought in. That's why I picked the... Would have been a different team with Des Bryant on, though. I wanted that <laughs> I wanted that rematch this weekend. I really wanted that rematch. Uh, I wanted to prove that we could beat them on the road, too. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if I would how confident I would have been in that. But either way, that's that's what it could have should have went. I, and I and I don't like that talk. Can, so can can the Rams run the football as easily against the Saints as they did against Dallas? Oh, it, everything points to they damn well better be able to, or else I'm gonna get to a different level of frustrated. Now, to be perfectly honest, the reason for that is because all that the Saints D line has really is Cam Jordan. Um, and I think they got Sheldon, a little banged up. And yeah, Sam Rankins is card, done. He got carted off. Yeah, he's yeah. done. And he was a really good three-technique detail. Absolutely. Very, very talented in a 4-3 set. Big old garbage um, can full of dirt in the middle. Buddy, when you look at that, he puts his hand in the dirt. You can't move that hand. Now he's gone. Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson to, got nothing but confidence, bro. To, to quote Brian Broaddus, he's a, he's a pop machine with arms. Pop machine with arms. I had a guy at DeFasco used to say he's built like a brick shit house, but that one's a little bit more common. Yeah. Um, I use that to describe my quarterback. <laughs> I do. That's why I'm okay with him running. That's why I want them to watch Mississippi State tape all offseason. Hope, yeah. And hopefully pry well, Lincoln Riley away from Oklahoma. Washington Redskins watched a lot of Baylor tape, too, and RG3 is now a backup still. But That's my new hot um, That's my new wish list. Oh, he already re-signed. I don't give a fuck. So he did, so, did Cliff Kings, so did Cliff Kingsbury. Well, he was with USC as a consultant, and then well, they're was, like, you can't OC. interview. He got an OC job. I thought it was an athletic consultant. I didn't no, think that's he had what any the, position. No, that's what, that's what Sean McVay offered him uh, to, to come along with uh, them for a playoff push. We're hoping to see a lot of Rams fans come out. Did you hear who Gary uh, Kubiak interviewed for today? He got the job in Minnesota. Thank God. Because he, got... he had an interview today in Jacksonville, too, Tuesday. Oh, and you know what's funny? For a deal you know how you thought that you might have had a shot or wanted to wish into fruition 
wish into fruition. I like the way that sounds. Um, Aaron Rodgers to that your Jacksonville sense. Jaguars because yeah. you wanted. Um, I'll give up Ramsey or Fournette. Well, hold on. Who did you say you wanted? The, who's the quarterback coach or the OC that you wanted to see work with Aaron Rodgers? Who um, did Who did I want to see him work with? Jacksonville's OC. What's his name? It's a it's a vacant spot right now. It's, yeah. Who left? Oh, Nathaniel Hackett left. There you go. You wanted Nathaniel Hackett. You want to see what Nathaniel Hackett could cook up with Aaron Rodgers. Well, guess what? You're going to. Because he landed in Green Bay. That's too bad. <laughs> I can't wait till the offseason so we can have a conversation about the credibility behind recycling coaches. Well, that's, that's a conversation. My big thing from Saturday night was that I was hoping that all those new coaching hires were just going to get fucking ruined. All those guys that shook Sean McVay's hand once or smiled beside him in a picture. You know what I mean? No, it's embarrassing how they go about well, and finding, I like what, filling, filling roles and positions. The Cliff Kingsbury hire was the best hire because you're integrating a new set of eyes. You have an objective approach. You don't have a recycled mind. You don't have a recycled football mind. At least that's how I see it anyway. When, when, when Pete Carroll came in, his ideas weren't recycled. They were fresh. They were new. And guess what? Ten years later, he's still having success. Maybe Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> can do the same thing in Arizona that Pete Carroll did. In- uh, I'm going to respectfully disagree with that and say let's revisit it in the offseason. Both came out of USC. Well, Kingsbury spent a lot less time there, however. Yeah, I just it's I wanted the I wanted all the Sean McVay relation hires to have yeah. have a little bit of a backpedal. That's all I wanted them to go. Oh, oh, oh did we just handcuff the future of our franchise? Because if this is what happens in the playoffs to those high-powered teams, now it's no coincidence that in the year of offense in the NFL, look who's the final four, the say, top four scoring offense, first yeah. time, first time ever. Because what used to win championships? Defense. Right, and what did I? What's my favorite type of football? Uh, o lines don't travel well. Nine, no, nineties, <laughs> fucking ground and pound them into the dirt football. War in the trenches, and big bodies two banging. Two in a cloud of dust. That's my t- type of football. That's what I grew up on. That's how I learned the game. That's what I, I, I still don't get me wrong. I enjoyed that fifty four fifty one game, and who knows, we might get that rematch, uh, rematch in the Super Bowl. Do you see a shootout between the Saints and the Rams? Uh, I think you're gonna. Because I saw a shootout in Kansas City, and I was so sadly disappointed. So when I think about the Rams and the Saints, I think that either two teams can turn on the defense at any point in time. And when you talk about an AFC-NFC championship, you should think to yourself, well, yeah, teams should be good enough where they can turn it on and win at any point in time. But whoever does it first will win. Um, It's funny because the one thing that we glossed over is that all four of these offensive high-powered teams all, all played good defense uh, this past weekend. And the team with probably the best offense in the Chiefs probably played the best defense. And you guys kind of just Fair like point. glossed right over me saying the Chiefs were the only team left in the playoffs that had two guys on the D-line with 10-plus sacks. And you said, well, yeah, but those are the only two guys on their defense. Well, Houston might listen to our, t- uh, our podcast. Because he came out there playing like a man possessed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it, it it wasn't just Chris Jones up the middle. It was D Ford off the edge all game long. D I Ford asked was you last up. week if D Ford is a, a Pro Bowl. And I said, you could argue that he is, and you, you said, you could argue that he isn't. Exactly. And I, he played like a Pro Bowl. Oh, and he you, played like a, like a Pro Bowl. Hey, I said that 100%. Okay. okay. But what I'm trying to say to you is he, you could argue that he's not. He just I played like may, one. He played maybe like they were just... The, sh- that weekend. Maybe they're just hanging out in the, the locker room listening to the podcast. Don't tease. Wouldn't that be nice? The little, little, you've heard of uh, bulletin board material? Wouldn't that be this nice? This is uh, iPod speaker material or some shit. A couple Canadian Joe Blows said that you might be, you could argue that you're not a pro bowler. <laughs> they said, what? <laughs> Those motherfuckers. Don't worry, man. They're high as shit. <laughs> they don't even know what they're talking about. No, no, no. They know. They no, know. fuck that. They fuck know. Fuck that, yo. I listen to every podcast out there. Fuck that. No. Um, I see the Rams walking away victorious. Know. I think I'm higher than Josh Gordon. <laughs> I see the Rams. I see the Rams taking a W, and I see it because I think that they have a more complete football team, and it's not by a lot. 
Yeah. When I look at Gurley and CJ Anderson, it is one and Anderson. I know it's one and one A with Kamara and Ingram because Kamara and Ingram complement each other so well. But if Gurley and Anderson, no one talks about how the Rams' offensive line has stayed healthy all year. No one's talked about how Andrew Whitworth, playing left tackle, has been an absolute. They dominated. Man, is he? He he was great in Cincinnati. He's been great for the Rams. That was another question I He's asked. He's a bookend, man. I said we're gonna see if the, the rest versus rust theory holds true. And the Rams looked they fresh. They looked fresh, bro. Buddy. And my O line, where I kind of was thinking maybe momentum with this young team that you know what I mean that should be able to look young. They like, didn't look as young as they the are. Rams on paper. looked like Roma Bakery Saturday morning fresh. Okay, like they probably had that smell in the locker room of like the yeast rising, and it's just like, oh my god, it's time to eat. And they did, man. It's unbelievable. Zeke, I see the Zeke Rams did winning. Not eat. No, he did not eat. I see the Rams winning again. And I think that because if Jared Goff, in the game plan, has to throw the ball 40 times, I'm okay with that. If they have to run the ball a combined 40 times, I'm okay with that. I feel like the Saints have to pass the ball to get moving, to get into their offensive system. Because Drew Brees thrives on that 70% uh, completion total. And if you give the game over to Kamara and Ingram, I don't see it being as successful for the Saints as the Rams turning the game over to Gurley and C.J. Anderson. And a lot of that has to do with the offensive line as well. Teron Armstead for the Saints is a very, very talented guy. Max Unger, Pro Bowl center, very talented guy. When he came over from Seattle, he was, was as the talented. Best trait. I couldn't agree more they for Jimmy fle- Graham. They fleeced them. In 100% that trait. for Jimmy Graham. They got all that they could. They got the best years out of Jimmy Graham, and then bye bye. They got one of the best centers in football. I think. And no one. Max Unger? Oh, I wasn't going to disagree okay. with that, but I was going to say no one really um, gave, like, there was no um, repercussions in the media for. For them, because they didn't cut him. They didn't. It wasn't like okay, we draft, we got what we we wanted out of you, and now we're gonna we're gonna get maybe get rid of you a year too early instead of too late. You could word it that way. There was value added. But it was because they tra- yeah they traded and they brought and they said we need to address our That's the added address value. our op- offensive line. Um, it's just something that popped in my head there. Um, who do you like this game? I've already said the Rams twice. Well, I was the guy saying that it wasn't gonna be. One two one two, in the AFC and NFC championship games. Okay. Um, now that it is, it's gonna be one one in the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Saints. Saints. Chiefs. That's. I mean, that was my preseason. I can see it. I'm just not. I'm just <laughs> not. And I'm not Rams saying up. it to. What did I say? Like we made all these predictions before we had the podcast. Yeah. I said that it was gonna be Saints Chiefs Super Bowl. I said that Breeze was winning the MVP. I said he was gonna win the Super Bowl MVP, and he was gonna win the Super Bowl. Triple crown right off into the sunset. Because at that point, I was really wanting to steal away Sean Payton. Mm, I don't think that's happening. Yeah. I don't think Sean Payton's in a league. have a better look at John Harbaugh. Um, well, that's not, enough. that's not enough. That's not enough. That's not enough. Denver seems to think so. That's why they hired Vic Fangio? <laughs> We're getting off topic. So, hey, they, are you talking about the khaki wearing Harbaugh? Down in Ann Arbor? No, I'm talking about how they're making a play for John Harbaugh. How Denver wants... As what? As De- Denver, before they signed Fangio, oh. was having a conversation about oh. seeing about his availability and trading for a coach. He's not going. All that I'm saying is you never see a coach get traded and Denver now, was flirting with Have you heard Virginia. anything about collusion for that? Because that shouldn't be allowed. How do you know that Denver was having talks with John Harbaugh? Good point. Uh, I plead the fifth. Five. One, two, three, four, fifth. That's a legit question. I'm serious. No, because John John Elway came out in the media and said it. My mind, like... So... I feel like fucking Neil Brennan in that Chappelle show skit with fucking head just exploding. Yeah. You you know what? Yeah. I don't want to get into it to tell you the truth, but... That's crazy. I didn't hear that. Like, that's... No? Yeah, he was looking for... for I I don't understand that, then. Trade. Before they hired a new head coach, he wanted to see if the Ravens would trade for a head coach. I don't oh, know what draft picks that's would allowed. be the that's equivalent. Allowed. That's allowed. That's I'll allowed. give you a second for your head coach. That's, that's, the, that's the, as soon as you said it, I, you triggered my mind. That's the, um, uh, what's it called? Like the, loophole. the loophole. Yeah. There's got to be somewhere in the collective bargaining say agreement. Something. Sorry, you were going to no, say something. No. Oh, no? Okay. I thought we were, I was just saying, I'm going to go with the Saints. You're, you're going Saints too? Yeah. Who are you going with? Rams. Rams. Yeah. Nice. Two for two this weekend, man. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> 
Well, Jerry's um, convinced though because if I make a different pick, then he's right. So. Well, what 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 have you done differently with your fucking, with your? Um... I made a faster decision. <laughs> you asked me what I did differently. I told you. God, I just got water on my oh, face. Oh so... man. Getting curt with me, eh? Do you want a cup of coffee? <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, well, that sounds like we're just kind of tailing off here. Um, so, Mikey, any final words? Bet smart, because I sure as hell don't know how. John? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. That's it? All right, boys. Roll uh, tide? Fucking meeting. Roll tide. There are 15 Alabama players throughout the... Not just like from the university. Yeah, but Clemson, but, the Tigers ate fast food yeah, with Donald well, Trump. Well, so. you know, I know. <laughs> what a great meal, eh? We're, yeah, uh, went to oh, the, you want to make double on a sofa truck? Hey, sofa did you went to the White House this weekend. Oh, oh man, the food must have been great. Yeah, I had a Big Mac. I asked for no pickles, but they still fucked it up. Yo, bro, I had six Big Macs. <laughs> I watched uh, Donald Trump giving a speech, and the fries already turned to wood by the time he's done. All right, all right. Meeting adjourned. Get out of You didn't like that gavel? You're fucking taking off? I got a different one. I got three, bro. What the hell's that? It's the only gavel I could. It when you bang it. That's what she said. It squeaks when you Have a good weekend. Enjoy the games, guys. Peace out.